Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Lord's service to us by way of his name, word, and with his very body and blood. The entire service tonight is in the folder for you. Uh, just a few highlights. Um, in a few moments after the announcements, I'll have you face the back as the Christ candle comes forward. Uh, as you page through toward the end, after the uh, Holy Communion and the, the blessing, You'll be seated and we'll light everybody's candles. The lights will, uh, the remaining part of the service will be in total darkness by candlelight. Um, and during that time, just remain seated. We'll remain seated for the closing prayers, the benediction, and then silent night at the end. We'll have a few moments of silence. Please stand and face the back as the Christ candle will be brought in. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Joyous light of glory.
Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to high feet and a light to high path, for you are merciful and you love your whole creation, and we, your creatures, glorify you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Old Testament reading for the Nativity of our Lord is taken from Isaiah chapter 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation. 
You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is taken from the second chapter of Titus. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, 
for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, 
and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. For Matthew, our synod president, John, our district president, for all pastors in Christ, for all servants of the church, and for all the people, let us pray to the Lord. For Joseph, our president, for all public servants, for the government and those who protect us, that they may be upheld and strengthened in every good deed, let us pray to the Lord. For those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place, let us pray to the Lord. For those who bring offerings, those who do good works in this congregation, those who toil, those who sing, and all the people here present who await from the Lord great and abundant mercy, let us pray to the Lord. For favorable weather, for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, and for peaceful times, let us pray to the Lord. For our deliverance from all affliction, wrath, danger, and need, let us pray to the Lord. For the faithful who have gone before us and are with Christ, let us give thanks to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. I think it's good for us, Christmas time, to look at Christmas through the eyes of a child. It happened a number of years ago. Tommy was a 10-year-old boy, big for his age. Physically, he had Down syndrome. He faithfully attended church and Sunday school. He loved Jesus and his church. In the Christmas pageant, the one year, Tom was given a small, important part. He only had one line. All he had to say was, there is no room, when Mary and Joseph came to the inn looking for a place to stay. Tommy practiced this line for weeks until he could open the door, listen to Joseph's request, and then in a strong voice proclaim, there is no room. The night of the pageant came. Everyone was dressed in their authentic costumes. One young girl played the pregnant Mary. Her face was glowing with joy. A boy dressed as Joseph, he tried to look mature and responsible. The two came down the aisle of the church and knocked at the door of the inn. Tom, Tommy swung open the door and on cue and responded, There is no room for God. At that point, Tom didn't understand that it was a play. As Mary and Joseph turned and walked away, tears began to run down his face, and suddenly he called out to them, Wait, don't go. You can have my room tonight at my house. What a beautiful response of a childlike faith. So the question is, do you have room for God in your life like little Tommy did? It's always enlightening to see how children have a different way of seeing things than we do, especially at Christmas. That's why Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for if such is the kingdom of God. Tonight, I'd like you to think as a child for a moment. Think how hard it must have been for Joseph not to be able to provide a better place for his wife. And how hard it must have been for Mary not to be able to provide a better place for her, her child. The stable would have to do. Beggars can't be choosers. You've heard that phrase many times. But tonight, God is the beggar. It's not just that there was no room for the inn for Mary and Joseph. There was no room in the inn for God. The creator of all things would have to be borne out in the back with the animals. The one who opens his hands to satisfy the desires of every living thing must lie in the very manger from which the food is eaten by the beasts. The God whose heaven is streets of pure gold, that they are clear like glass with walls made of precious stones and each gate made of a single pearl, is tonight as far from that as one can get. He is a poor beggar. We have no room for you, was the cry. 
John will preach about that tomorrow in his gospel. And when we'll hear his words, he came to his own, but his own people did not receive him. No room for God. Oh, some might say they didn't know it was God, otherwise they would have provided for him. But I'm not so sure. Many people today have no room for God. He would like to come into their homes, into their hearts, but there is no room. They have already too many other things going on in their life to receive him. So no room for God. Perhaps Jesus' words later on, he was thinking of this day when he was born. I was hungry and you gave me no food. Naked and you gave me no clothes. He was thinking of the night of his birth. No room for God. Truthfully, sometimes we do it too, don't we? Our lives get so full of so many other things that we have no time to devote to God. Our time is stretched so thin, our calendars fill up. No room for God. But God is not so easily stopped. He does not so easily give up. He comes anyway. No palace, not a problem. No bed, a manger will do. God does not care. There's only one thing he cares about tonight, and that's you. To come for you. To come and be your savior. If he does, then it will be a perfect Christmas, regardless of all the other circumstances that are going on in our life. None of that really matters, though, however. Only Jesus for you, so that there will be room in heaven for you. One of the great things that we get to do as pastors is to visit those who are shut in. This past week, I got to visit one of our elderly shut ins, sweet Rosie. Rosie was so looking forward to see me, and I walked into the nursing home. She said, oh, pastor, and gave her a hug, and she said, I have a question for you. She said, does God still have room for me in heaven? Because it seems like he has forgotten me. Rosie, he has not forgotten you. The truth is, God was born this eve for Rosie and for you And for me, to open heaven up for us. You see, if Jesus was not born, heaven would be locked for good. A lock that cannot be picked with your prayers, your good works, or even your sincerity. That's what sin has done, your sin and mine. Adam and Eve getting tossed from the garden and barred from re-entering by an angel guarding the way gives us a glimpse of that. There was no way for them to get back in, to get back in to the tree of life and live. But God promised one day they would. He would send a key, a savior, Jesus, who would forge a new key, a cross-shaped key. So when Jesus was born and went from the manger to the cross, was crucified outside of Jerusalem, and then rose to life from a virgin tomb, As he had from a virgin womb, the key of the cross was turned in the lock and heaven was opened again. There is forgiveness for all. There is a new tree of life and we get to eat from it this evening. 
as the fruit that hung from that tree, the body and blood of Jesus are given to you tonight. So there is room for you in heaven. That's why the angels sing tonight. They didn't want to guard, do, do guard duty that, that evening. That wasn't the joyful duty. But this was to announce to the shepherds that the Savior was born. To proclaim glory to God in the highest. And peace to his people on earth. God has room for you. The shepherds heard that message and went to see the child. The fulfillment of God's promise, a Savior. And they too were filled with joy. For you see, shepherds were never on an invitation list. Shepherds were never wanted to be hung around. It was a dirty job, a thankless job. Yet God wanted them there. God wanted them there first. God had room for them. For shepherds, while the world didn't think so much of them, God did. In fact, that's why this child would grow up and become a shepherd And not just any shepherd, but your good shepherd. These shepherds working in the darkness of the night had seen a great light of the angels. And they heard the great light of their message. But the greatest light they saw that night was shining from the manger. The light of God's love for them. And that's the light that breaks our darkness too. His forgiveness breaking the darkness of our sin. His life breaking the darkness of death. His truth breaking the darkness of a world that has lost its ways. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ your Lord. God has room for you. And not just in heaven, though it's more than what we deserve, but in his heart. That despite who we are or what we've done or what we have left undone, here is God's love for you tonight. That's what tonight shows us, that while we were sinners, Christ was born for us and Christ died for us to make us his own children so that we might be with him, not on the outside, but in the inside, not on an endless quest for more, but receiving from his hand all that we need for that hand that sent his son and gave us a savior will also give us everything that we need. And you know what this really means? Really, it's quite simple. That just as God has room for us in his heart and in heaven, and just as by his grace we now have room for him in our hearts and homes, so too would we have room in our hearts for others. That we not close them out, but have compassion on them, have mercy on them, forgive them, just as our Father has. And imagine if we did. Imagine if the entire world did. It would be a different world, wouldn't it? A world with room for God and room for others. Kind of sounds like heaven. Which is why it will never be this way on earth. Not completely anyway. But it can start. And we can start. And you do. For God is working in you and through you. His spirit making room in your hearts for him and for others. So Christmas evening changes everything. For your father gives you tonight what you need most. His son. His son who came and traded the wood of the manger for the wood of the cross. His swaddling clothes for grave clothes. He gave this gift of life to all people. To you. 
Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So that night, which started with no room in the inn, ends with room in heaven for you. Now that's a pretty good story, which is more than a story. It's the truth. So may you be like Tommy tonight and say, there's room in my house for you, God. It's your gift. Merry Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, to life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. 
Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of Sabaoth, adored, heaven and earth with full acclaim, shout the glory of your name, sing Hosanna in the Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In the beginning you created all things by your word, and in the fullness of time your word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. Let your word made flesh dwell richly among us, that faithfully eating his body and drinking his blood, we may receive the fullness of your grace and truth in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hear us as we pray in his name, and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace.
Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.